0: Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands oh. and inappropriate thoughts by boy bands
1: motherfucker why is it that donnie Wahlberg knows as soon as we start recording the <laughs> podcast hello hello how are you i'm good how are you i'm okay thank you who are you i'm
0: zoe linkson and who are you i'm amy long and you we're you're listening
1: to i'm with the boy band the world's well, ultimate boy band podcast podcast and we are the world's first and only boy bandologists welcome
0: we have introduced the world to the science of boy bandology
1: and we are also big believers in the (laughs) listen we're not gonna edit this it's staying in boy bandipity i was too excited to get to the word boy bandipity i didn't know how to introduce it so well to everybody. endorsed by Tom Fletcher of McFly. That's I think correct. we can push it that far, can't we? Yes, he said that we have actual magical powers. So thank you very much, Tom Fletcher from McFly. We really appreciate that. Yeah, we hope you're listening. We, we know you're listening. And we hope
0: you're not listening with the kids in the car.
1: Don't do that, Tom. That would be really bad. Yeah.
0: You're definitely not going to win the Asda Parent of the Year award if, <laughs> if you take that move. Actually, it might be Waitrose that do it.
1: Got hair right in front of my face. That's good. We are this week in my bedroom, which is fun. You just touched my foot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not making a move, I can reassure you. I was just trying to get
0: my phone so I could call up Boy Band News.
1: Good. We're sitting on my bed. Elvis is sleeping.
0: Elvis attempted to be me this week. Yes, he went he jumped in front of the mic. Jumped up on the bed, sat right in front of my microphone, <laughs> and was like, I'm here, I'm ready.
1: I don't know how much input he would have other than whiffing occasionally. He could probably do the heavy breathing part pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: decided, we were just discussing the fact that in the last few episodes you can hear us breathing a fair bit on mm. the podcast. But I I felt it's probably reassuring for you all at home to know we haven't died mid-podcast.
1: Meanwhile, I don't really think so we're we should gonna leave sound it like Darth Vader. <sighs> Okay. It's not quite that bad, I suppose. So So
0: less breathing, more boy banding news. Okay. Boy band news this week. I'm going to kick off with the big boy band news. We've had two Christmas lights switch-on announcements oh, this week. It's so <laughs> cheesy. Uh, Max George of The Wanted is oh. going to switch on the Christmas lights in Carlisle. Oh, and going further north to my old home ground of Hamilton in Lanarkshire.
1: What do you mean your own your what? Your old hometown? Yeah, you lived in where Hamilton, Lanarkshire. Is that in Scotland? Yeah. Okay. I knew you lived there. I was—I just <laughs> didn't know that Lanarkshire was north of Lancashire. Yeah. Uh, boy band Thrive doing their lights. I now I lived there for two years. I had a
0: really lovely old listed building flat. It was beautiful. Mm, I don't remember but... them doing Christmas lights, <laughs> and I lived right in the town centre.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, my. Um... Boy Band Christmas News? I'm not sure. Oh, boy Band
0: Christmas No, your Boy Band Christmas News.
1: Didn't we do that last week? This is more. Oh, so Robbie Williams has released his Christmas album. No, it's coming out on November the 22nd. We know it's coming though. We already yeah. discussed it was coming. And he's got a show at Wembley. That's right, 16th of December, yeah. fucking Monday again. Thanks, Rob. Oh, but my favourite quote of the week is the enemy article on... The headline.
0: Yeah, is Robbie Williams wants to take Christmas back from Michael Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> it's a oh. bit Game of thrones isn't it? it I Do don't know, know, I've never Do watched Game of Thrones. I want Robbie's Christmas album cover to be. Oh. You know that picture I tweeted earlier in the week of Kim Jong-un? Riding, riding the, horse. the horse. Oh my God, Jim that snow. picture was amazing. I want it to be that, but Robbie Williams recreating it. Yeah. If you're out there, Rob, listening, go for it.
1: He kind of did something like that already in a video, there, didn't he? For Feel, where well, he's only riding a horse in the snow with Daryl Hannah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Daryl Hannah from Splash the Mermaid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's your boy band news? Um, the musical fan girls in Australia, which looks quite good but yeah it's a musical which basically talks about fangirls it follows a 14 year old fangirl and she finds solace in a boy band called true connection i think we know (laughs) who that's based on and she dreams of a day when she and her favorite member of the band who's called harry will meet and (laughs) fall in love but it's all about it's quite a feminist story which i really like because it kind of feeds into our views on being a fangirl and how it's fine to be a feminist and a fangirl and how the two kind of mix one and the same yeah so it it says here the the writer argues that the agency of fangirls shouldn't be dismissed so easily if that's how you feel about the product is that then clouding how you feel about the people who enjoy it and is there actually more to see when we think about young women screaming their lungs out with joy while listening to pops to a pop song Until recently, the director of Fangirls was also dismissive of young pop music fans. I was judging young women and wanting them to see what they were being sold and to rip away the idea that women had to be a particular thing to be desired, but I hadn't thought about what they were gaining from it. So, yeah. Basically, our ethos. Yeah. I just say, I
0: just noticed, although we've been in each other's company for about two hours, because we were watching Celebrity X Factor... You gonna talk about her? my socks? <laughs> I'm gonna talk about the fact that your socks have got toes in them. Yeah. I only noticed because I'm literally sat next to your feet.
1: I mean, just to give you a visual, not as... obviously my socks have my toes in. But <laughs> they're, like, they're gloves. like gloves. Yeah, yeah.
0: Not as disturbing as those trainers no, you get with not. toes in. Those are really weird. Yeah, they're not that weird. <laughs> What's your and next? Speaking bit of, boy of band weird, needs? boy band singer Scott Robinson from Five mm. uh, has. Spoken about the fact he's got a condition that meant he was scared of salad, rice and fruit.
1: I mean, this... (laughs) I have heard of this before. I can't rip the piss too much because I know it's a legitimate thing, but yeah, me too, Scott. Yeah, Scott...
0: Oh, I accept. Jesus. Scott Robinson suffered avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, a newly diagnosed condition where sufferers can't stand the texture, smell, taste or appearance of certain foods i'm kind of like that with celery we know what, how i feel about <laughs> celery that it shouldn't be a thing mm. like the first thing to go when like the, the end of the world comes yes the first destruction should be celery right
1: i don't mind celery i'm like beans being the skin on beans or the oh. skin on grapes just skin i quite like the skin on grapes oh okay um, anymore, anymore, yeah, anymore, I was just going <laughs> to mention the mini Wanted reunion. Wasn't Three it? Of them. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, two. There are two in a One Direction mini reunion. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, so that's it just was, a, a coffee date. It was Max, Jay, and Nathan, wasn't it? Got together for I don't know. They posted something on Instagram, and I was like, oh, maybe this is the boy band dippity we need. Oh, so I should start prepping the Wanted episode. Speaking of. I have yeah. a friend who's written a Christmas song, a Christmas pop song, or a couple of friends, musicians, and they're like, who can we get this in front of? And I was like, well, Robbie has just announced that he's doing a Christmas album. I think that's all recorded, though. But Robbie likes, exactly, it's all done, yeah. and also he likes to write his own stuff. But, you know, if there's a boy band out there in the United States who is partial to a Christmas album... Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> Or Lance Bass. Oh yeah, Lance likes a bit of Christmas. Hit me up because I've got a copy of it. I'll play it to you after and you can have a listen. It's really poppy, it's really cool and it's a Christmas pop song basically. So So my
0: boys did a little mini, an EP last year of Christmas stuff. Did they? And one of them is Just, so it's got this real 70s vibe about it. Mm. Danny leads on it, it's just such a good little track. Really, really good. Uh, other boy band news boys on the block are gonna go on uk tour okay I they did their one-off show i've yet to establish what they actually did oh when did when was their one-off show last week oh did
1: we talk about it last week no
0: oh uh, i've yet to establish what they did so i don't really know what they're gonna take on tour mm. but they're picking up the fact that they don't have a record deal As an advantage for them. (laughs) The stars are enjoying the freedom of not being side to a record label. They admitted that it's the least amount of pressure there has
1: ever been in their careers. I mean, that does make sense. I know it sounds like (laughs) bullshit. But I've also recently... What the fuck was I listening to or reading or something the other day? And they were saying that when you get a record label, people think that's kind of like the the goal is to sign a record yeah. label, sign a record recording contract with a record label. But that is just the start because then they actually have to have hit songs or hit albums in order to make money for it to be successful otherwise they just end up owing the label a lot of money and that's how they get fucked yeah so recording that's how they end up with their
0: cars being taken off their drive the day after someone quits
1: the band but somebody was saying someone was specifically saying recording contracts are not always the best thing because there's an expectation there then yeah and
0: mcfly also enjoyed a lot they 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 did super records didn't they so could get their freedom apart from the one they did with dallas austin who that's when they went back to universal though yeah uh boys on the block will be performing at the classic grand in glasgow on the 22nd of november they will be at the flag market in preston on the 23rd of november for the christmas lights switch on of
1: course they are fuck's (laughs) sake
0: oh brilliant. i did you know what i found today or before i came part of the reason why i was slightly late is because this hey, do you morning... know that every
1: week you say part of the reason i was slightly late i, I don't mind if you're late on a sunday mate you take <laughs> no your time. but i normally say to you be
0: there at two ish and then i bo- bowl up to your front door at half past i know what two ish means i am um, i found the christmas movie channel <gasps> it's back already oh my god is it on sky it's um, yeah. So well, I've got oh, it on have so Virgin like. Christmas Movies Twenty Four. It's called. Uh. But I, it's one of the four films I watched this morning, had a Christmas light switch on. They, sw- oh, they yay. Switched on the switch on so us keep going. I know you Americans don't understand how big the Christmas lights is over here, but they do. They.
1: I really want to get into Christmas this year because I was so depressed last Christmas. I found the whole experience to be so depressing and I used to love Christmas so
0: But you'll be in the new house, won't you? So you can decorate it all up. You can I mean I probably won't up.
1: do that though. I'm
0: gonna come up and insist you do. Okay. It's gonna be a thing. And the last <laughs> little bit of boy band news that I wanted to talk about was we spoke I wanna say about a month ago about the fact that BTS had yeah. split up and then they were united like a week later. But part of the reason they were gearing fans towards the split up was because they all have to go off and do this military service. Yeah. Well, the news that's come out this week is that a minister from the Office for Government Policy and Coordination oh. has said that they now may not have to, that it's still up for consideration whether or not they can get exemption from their military service. So BTS may carry on for a very long time yet. with not in uniform.
1: Well, that's good news for them. And good news for us. Yeah. For when we do our BTS episode. Yeah.
0: That's going to be like a (laughs) 72-parter.
1: I don't know. Like, I was chatting to some girls last night and they were saying, you know, BTS, that's going to be like a three or four-parter, isn't it? They've never even heard the podcast and they knew that. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, but that being said, they have not been around that long, so... Yeah, and we,
0: but we need to look. We need to figure out how to do the science of it because obviously the majority of their success is that has been in territories we don't point for. Yeah, yeah. So we we're gonna have to human nature them. So human nature. <laughs>
1: That's a great verb.
0: Where we adapted the science to take into the account the fact that they were massive in Australia, but yeah. not necessarily so big worldwide. But they had been around a very long time and were very successful. So yeah, exactly. We'll do a little bit of adaptation for them. Yeah, good. Uh, other boy band news?
1: Did we do this last week? Newcastle Block finally announced the cruise? Yeah, I think we did. Okay. Uh, but it, it, they announced it, but this week it actually went, it went on, on sale. sale. So
0: it went on sale on Wednesday. The two pre-sales... I'm, I'm in, guys.
1: I'm in. Can't this, wait. The pre-sales
0: sold out. The general sale sold out. And now they've put on sale these cabins. And I don't want to yeah, say... that's what I thought. ...you guys are fucked up. <laughs> They have put on sale these cabins where you don't get to
1: see the shows. Yeah, that's the ticket I've gone for. <laughs> like, fuck the shows. He's like, come on, our boat
0: can't do any of the fun stuff, but come on. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet.
1: To yeah. be honest, I'm really yeah.
0: not sure. So, but, are you? Yeah. Are you cruising? No comment.
1: <laughs> okay then. Well, we are gonna. Fuck off now and come back in a second, and we might add a song to the Ultimate Boy Band playlist if we can think of a suitable one. Oh, back in a bit. Okay, we're now into the Ultimate Boy Band playlist. I'm picking this song this week. Yeah, no, I'm working on it. So we
0: ended off last week with my pick, which was. Black Streets, No Diggity.
1: Oh, yes. Well, this like is an the excellent follow-up. This song is a song called Flip Reverse by Ten Piece hip-hop <laughs> group Blazing Squad. Ten, it, Ten Piece? Ten Piece. It was The, the re- precursors to K-pop,
0: <laughs> then, basically.
1: <laughs> it was released as the second single from their second studio album, Now or Never. And it was released on the 3rd of November, 2003... On the label East West Records. Can you not lick that, Zoe? <laughs> <laughs> She's Elvis. talking to the dog. The songwriters were... Count these. Lee Colin Bailey. I love that you're doing it on your fingers because I was about <laughs> to do the same. Lee Colin Bailey, Stuart Baker, Christian Ballard, Thomas Nicholas Beasley, that's one person, Samuel David falks Oliver Constantine Giorgio, James Victor Mackenzie. Christopher James McKechnie, Andrew Ian Murray, James Terence Murray, Mustafa Omar, Marcel Stephen Elliot Somerville, and Jane Vaughan. 13. Thirteen. Okay, I think that was probably all ten members and then actual songwriters. It's like the Last Supper. <clears throat>
0: Which one of them is the Jesus?
1: Oh yeah, it's like the Last Supper with the la- with the woman at the end. So they were initially against releasing the song as a single. But they decided that they were absolutely going to. And let's see where it got to. Number two. Oh. Number two in the official charts, UK singles, and number three in Ireland. So...
0: Thank you, Ireland, there for go. your contribution is... to Bob <laughs> Yeah.
1: It says, as of 2012, Flip Reverse has become the group's most played video on UK music channels, receiving nearly twice as many plays as Crossroads, the group's only number one single. See you at the Crossroads right. crossroads, crossroads. So, speaking of Blazing Squad, weren't they scheduled to be part of Step Back? Is there any yes. update on Step yeah, Back? Yeah, so Blazing Squad were
0: one of the bands that put out a. I think it was on their Instagram saying, Look, we're not doing this. Mm. Uh, it's all a little bit changed. This week's very brief step back update is that in the week, there one of the dates showed up on the uh venue's website as officially cancelled. So that's the Birmingham date yeah. now says cancelled, but not on the step back website where they're still saying they're rescheduling. And then on Eventbrite, where they were selling a lot of the tickets, some of them, some of the dates got rescheduled. Two. When I say all, some of the dates. All of the dates. All of the dates got, got rescheduled, rescheduled for the to the same date to July the thirty-first, <laughs> which is so going to be
1: quite difficult for them to do. Thirteen cities, <laughs> so all
0: all starting at seven thirty. How
1: many artists are split across those thirteen shows? There's like <laughs> eleven. 13... Okay, so if gonna Birmingham's be some, cancelled. There's going to be
0: some helicopters involved. There's can you fucking imagine? Oh, yeah. On. So I don't know if that's some roundabout way of them manipulating people going to Eventbrite for their refunds i'm not entirely sure so yeah. but that's the progress at the minute and also terry Coldwell, our mate from e17 was saying on instagram this morning that as far as he knows dates are being rescheduled for january so there is some effort being made to reschedule the stuff
1: but we don't know if that's just lip service being paid to the bands and to the audience yeah to stop the refunds being requested yeah
0: so that's the status at the minute i mean our episode's still there if you want the breakdown of quite what the fuck is going on with all these companies yeah so the tickets and gigs company are still going through the process with Companies house of trying to dissolve themselves the facebook group is growing larger by the day there's now about four five hundred people in it helping each other get their refunds and things like that quite a lot of people are managing to get their money back
1: yeah which is good news. A lot of people have lost confidence, so even if they are rescheduled, they're like, we don't want to take the risk. Yeah. The difficulty is coming from people. So people
0: have managed, like, Ticketmaster are refunding, a lot of credit cards are refunding. I think the people having most difficulty where they bought the VIP from Tickets... So the VIP from Step Back and the ticketing platform they used was Tickets and Gigs, which is this company that they're trying to dissolve. So Yeah it's all still
1: very much
0: very messy yeah i'm hoping let's hope that next week we the news is it's rescheduled all the dates are still on
1: i mean it's still not ideal really is it for the people who have booked travel and hotels and and can't cancel but let's see we'll We'll remain hopeful okay so we're gonna head into this week's boy band this is part two. This isn't is part it, two. Of last week's boy band, which were one true voice. That's right. So we're going to, we got up as far as Pop Stars, The Rivals. They went through the auditions, then the boot camps, then the live shows. And the final five boys were picked to become one true voice. The final five girls were picked to become Girls Aloud. And the girls have just beat the boys to the Christmas number one. Okay.
0: Do you know why I think they failed? Go. That they did that. So, I, the pictures I put on Instagram and Twitter this week of them all dressed in matching beige outfits, outfits yes. Yeah, they went beige and not white.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Massive fail.
1: Right. Massive, massive I fail. I really like the A3 sheets of paper that were stuck up behind them as their backdrop.
0: Yeah, someone in the office went. What can we do for, you know, we're having a big photo shoot now. Print with, them out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just, when you look at what the girls did, because they had a billboard somewhere in London that said, buy boy," no, buy girls, as in purchase girls, buy, as in goodbye boys. So it said, buy girls, buy boys. And they also had a sign written people carrier that was driving them round. So a little bit more expense had been made on their side. Anyway, so Sound of the Underground is number one at the moment. Not now, <laughs> where we pick up our story. Where we are back in time. Sound of the Underground remained at number one for four weeks in total, stretching into 2003. Girls allowed broke records for being the fastest from band formation to number one single, because it was literally like two three yeah. weeks, and the first girl group ever to debut at number one. Ooh. They were signed to Polydor Records. One True Voice had a very different level of success. <laughs> so we're going to have a look at what happened to them post-Pop Stars The Rivals. So we'll get to Girls Aloud in a minute. So Once Your Voice had the disappointment of missing out on the top spot with their debut single, and then the Pop Stars The Rivals joint tour with Girls Aloud was cancelled due to poor sales. So they were essentially going to do that thing that I think Strictly does now, where they tour the UK after the... Show and I mean I get it. They're capitalising on the success yeah. of the TV show to sell tickets, etc. Anyway, so One remind True me Voice. where their single got to again. Was it number two? Yeah, yeah, they were at number two, and Cheeky Girls were number three. Okay. <laughs> so they 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 were signed to Jive Records. So everybody had a record deal, even the Cheeky Girls. So this article in the BBC from the nineteenth of February two thousand three headline pop stars dismiss tour setback the rival pop stars bands have insisted their careers are not in jeopardy despite their tour being cancelled due to poor ticket sales generally when
0: someone publicly dismisses that
1: their careers are in jeopardy <laughs> their careers
0: are in jeopardy
1: <laughs> it gets better later <laughs> boy band one true voice was said to be disappointed and upset by the news but determined to press ahead with their next single A statement issued by Girls Girls Aloud's record label said, Girls Aloud are disappointed the Pop Stars Arrivals tour has been cancelled. Sarah, Nadine, Kimberly, Nicola and Cheryl were looking forward to performing in front of the fans that had made them number one for three weeks. It was four weeks in the end. The girls are due to release a new single, No Good Advice, in May and an album will follow. Girls Aloud manager Louis Walsh blamed poor ticket sales on one true voice. (laughs) surprisingly (laughs) (laughs) Walsh who took Girls Aloud to the Christmas number one spot with Sound of the Underground said the girls would now be going alone with a tour of their own later in the year being associated with One True Voice was not doing them any favours he said they were yeah I know (laughs) meow they were meant to be touring with One True Voice and the others from the programme but it wasn't selling nobody was buying tickets Girls Aloud are doing brilliantly and they don't need to be supported by anyone else The tour had been scheduled to start in March, taking in major venues, including London's Wembley Arena and the Birmingham NEC. One true voice, who were managed by Pop Stalwart, Pete Waterman, reached number two at Christmas with their single Sacred Trust, but they were soundly beaten in terms of sales by Girls Aloud, who stayed at number one for four weeks. Yeah, again,
0: Pete Waterman. So, like, Big Fun were relatively successful. I mean, like, they had chart hits. But Pete Waterman's track record with boy bands hasn't been the best. No. Like, it's definitely not the genre that he knows how to work. Correct.
1: Girls Aloud also made headlines when 19-year-old singer Cheryl Tweedy was arrested after being accused of assaulting a nightclub toilet attendant. She was released without charge on police bail, which is not 100% accurate when you look at it because she was actually done for ABH in the end. Yeah,
0: went to court. It's funny how that... I don't remember that being so early in their career. Oh, it was, yeah, really. I, yeah, I didn't
1: remember it being quite quite that mm. soon after the, they'd formed. It was in Guildford. Yeah. In the drink. Anyway, so that's been swept onto the carpet. Well done, Cheryl, for hushing that one up. Gennaro Castaldo of music retailer HMV said the tour had been called off very soon after Popstar's Arrivals was broadcast. I think the problem is with live performances, you're assuming that people who want to go and see them are dedicated followers where loyalty has been built up over a number of years. Which is true. Very good point, especially for arenas that size. Yeah. He added that he believed that there's a... that's what he believed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: I, could, I can only but agree with him.
1: <laughs> he added that he believed that the success of tours by Pop Idol winner Will Young and runner up Gareth Gates probably represented the zenith of the reality talent show Phenomenon. 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 One True Voice released a further single entitled Shakespeare's Way with Words. Catchy. Which only just reached the top 10 in the summer of 2003. Their fate was sealed. So at this point, we're post Backstreet Boys, post NSYNC, post New Kids. Like, what the fuck was Pete Waterman thinking releasing what was referred to as a sub Life song? Yeah. It sounded like 80s Jason Donovan to me. In a... <laughs> Which was fine <laughs> of its time. Yeah, but, but not in 2003. <clears throat> yeah, and we've already talked about how... All the songs they sang on the show were so old-fashioned. So I watched this video, which must have been made. It was, a, I think, a Channel 5 documentary. I think it was made a couple of years or so post-Pop Stars The Rivals. And it was about made-for-TV boy bands. And Girls Aloud were on it being interviewed, along with a number of other people. And they, they actually said, you would have thought somebody around them would have said, no, this is wrong about mm. the single because it was so poor. The video also featured a young Busted slagging off reality TV. James Bourne said, shows like Pop Idol, it's really a loss of credibility for any of those bands. People think they're given an insight into how bands are formed, and it's not. I mean,
0: members of Busted went (laughs) through the audition
1: process. Just not on telly. Yeah. In the same video, Lee Thompson, who was head of music at The Box, said, The word boy band has become a dirty word, and I blame that entirely on One True Voice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. We're correcting that now for you,
0: One True Voice. We're bringing this back around from the, the... The trough of despair yeah. for the word boy band that was brought about by you, <laughs> you fuckers.
1: I don't think he was blaming it on the boys. I think he yeah. was blaming it on the entire The thing. process, yeah. Yeah. The voiceover for the video said, One true voice were created by and then deserted by the British public. Their career is a textbook case of how not to make a boy band. Everyone had assumed that Popstars The Rivals was a done deal for One True Voice and the boys would win. Daniel Pierce, who was in the band, said the final lineup would not have been the one he would have picked. So he was oh. interviewed for this as well. And he was right. They didn't even look like a boy band as we discussed last week. One of them's
0: too tall. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> new new boy bandology criteria height they have to all be the same
1: height like they lose
0: points if they're not yeah
1: like they can't all stand barefoot in the shower together and be (laughs) the same height i'll work on it well it doesn't matter if there's one short one for instance oh like we'll take that and not all the same height like mark owen's a midget next to the rest but you don't need a full staircase to get them level okay that's true Louis Walsh commented that a stylist could have sorted that, like made them look like a boy band, but their main problem was that they didn't have a good song. They started with a really bad song, he said. Boy band Fix, P-H-I-X-X, who were made up from the five One True Voice rejects, we'll talk about them in a bit, are also interviewed for this TV show with Peter Smith. You remember him? He's the one that flounced out for being too old. (laughs) He said the first time he heard Sacred I can't get through this without laughing. The first time he heard Sacred Trust, he thought it was a (laughs) (laughs) wind-up. He said it sounded like a Bee Gees album track, and it was. Girls Aloud agreed and said that the boys were better than that song, and with regard to the competition for Christmas number one, Matt Johnson from One True Voice commented that they knew when they heard Sound of the Underground on the radio that they were in in trouble. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They were fucked. So, another article from the BBC on the 9th of June, 2003. A member of boy band One True Voice has denied a report that they are to split after only six months because of poor sales. We know where this is going. <laughs> Matt Johnson dismissed as complete rubbish a suggestion that singer Daniel Pierce was leaving to pursue a solo career. Basically, it is just all rumours, rumours, rumours. We are not splitting," he told GMTV. Can I
0: just say, had the like a single that was just rumours, rumours, rumours repeated would have been better than
1: Sacred <laughs> Trust um, and Shakespeare's way with words, although that hadn't been released yet. I don't think <laughs> at this point. Where was I? It followed a report in the Sun newspaper that the group created by the ITV One show Popstars arrivals were quitting after disappointing sales of their last single. The record, Shakespeare's Way With Words, entered Sunday's chart at number 10. Oh, yes, it had been released. The Sun had said it had sold just 10,000 copies. Ouch. Really ouch. Really ouch. 10,000. But that still got it to number 10. Interesting. I
0: wonder who else is. I'm going to look up just to see who else is in
1: the chart. So we're in start of June 2003, just so you've got a point of reference to look for.
0: You carry on, I'm, 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 we'll
1: Google okay. this. Daniel Pearce quit the group at the beginning of June 2003, just eight months after the band was formed. He called it a low point, seeing the disappointment from the other guys, but also being disappointed in himself that it had not been the success that he had hoped for. And then, inevitably, One True Voice broke up in August. <laughs> rumours, rumours, rumours. <laughs> 13th of August 2003, BBC. Reality pop band confirms split. One True Voice, the boy band formed from the ITV one-pop talent show pop stars The Rivals, have split up. A spokesman from their record company said, Unfortunately, I can confirm that the band have split up. The statement followed a story in Tuesday's Daily Mirror newspaper, quoting band member Jamie Shaw as saying he was, Over the moon, the group had split. The confirmation ends weeks of rumours that the group had called it a day after disappointing sales. The band joins hearsay in the scrap heap of pop bands formed by reality TV but quickly disbanded once success was hard to maintain. I've got the chart up. Do you want to Go see? ahead, yes.
0: So do we want to just do the top, who was above them in the top ten? Yeah, or just... so they were at number ten. At number nine was Justin Timberlake with Rock Your Body. Oh. At number eight was XTM and DJ Chucky, Fly on the Wings of Love. Seven, Sean Paul with Get Busy. Six, Shania Twain, Forever and for Always. That was a new entry. Another new entry at number five was Electric Six with Gay Bar. (laughs) Uh, Four was S Club Seven, Love Ain't Gonna Wait For. Three, Busta Rhymes and Mariah Carey, I Know What You Want. At number two was R. Kelly with Ignition Remix. Oh. And at number one was Evanescence with Bring Me To Life. Tune. Just gonna quick flick. To, so Marilyn Manson also released a single that week, which went to number 13. Melanie C, new single at number 14. I turn to you. Uh, Kings of Leon. Was it I Turn To You? New single. Oh, hang on. Mel C was On The Horizon. Don't know it. Other new singles that week came from Kings of Leon, Grandaddy, uh, Ashley Hamilton. Okay. Dunno. But yeah, so they.
1: Yeah. think okay. the number
0: one was Evanescence. I mean, it's boys, for fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> so there were some comments from the public pu- uh, published on the article. They had said, um, give us your comments, send in your comments if you've got anything to comment. <laughs> so I'm going to read out a few here because I think they're quite relevant. I think it's really sad that another band have ended up on the scrap heap. They started off with a poor name and also poor songs. Nothing made them stand out. What chance did they have? The name thing's actually quite... I mean, I
0: know we take the mick out of boy bands that call themselves Five or V mm. or uh, For Sure, Fortune, but it actually it, it does make it like one true voice mm. sounds like some kind of
1: act that you're going to see at Butlins that does covers. Yeah, or like a G4 type. Yeah. So, I know, someone said to me last night, oh, take that's a great band name for a boy band, and I'm like, it's not a great name to Google, though. (laughs) Um, So, more comments. Media pressure has forced a group into the has-been history of pop. I think it's about time the music industry woke up and started to support acts properly, rather than use these kids to make a quick buck, then when it goes wrong, blame them and dump them. I mean, that's literally what
0: they've been doing with boy bands Since Since, the dawn of time, yeah.
1: yeah. The programme makers and also the record companies involved in this process should be more responsible. One true voice are made up of real people with real aspirations. They've been manipulated purely for the gain of television viewing figures. The feelings and futures of the band members should be responsibly managed as no doubt there will be strong feelings of rejection, failure and embarrassment that these guys will now have to endure. I'm not surprised at this news, despite the fact I thought their Christmas single, Sacred Trust, was pretty good. The mistake was to have them competing against the equally good Girls Aloud at the same moment in time. Had the releases of the two group singles been staggered, things would undoubtedly have worked out better. That's yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, because you're, you're splitting the vote, aren't you? Yeah, it's the you're... same as when in a general election.
0: Yeah, you're asking people to, not that people have to, people could have bought both if they wanted, Mm. but you are naturally, yeah, making it split.
1: Imagine if One True Voice hadn't been formed, or if Girls Aloud hadn't been formed, and all of those sales went into the one. Yeah. It It would make a difference, of course. And they
0: were number two, do you know what I mean? So they didn't, yeah.
1: One True Voice could actually have been the new Westlife or Blue, but Pete Waterman was just the wrong manager for them. True. He gave them a dated look and some poor songs to sing, because it was a tried-and-tested formula. Louis Walsh tried taking risks with Girls Aloud, and they paid off, as Girls Aloud are one of the most popular bands around today. That could easily have been One True Voice, but due to mis- mismanagement, mismanagement <laughs> their careers are in ruins. So, journalist Rick Skye called it a catastrophe and said, with the exposure and the fan base, there is no way the band should have failed. Louis said, I still think One True Voice were terrible casualties, and I blame Pete Waterman. I'll say it again I blame Pete Waterman, <laughs> not the guys. I agree. They were doing what they were told to do, behaving like model boy banders, but no one was making the right decisions for them. But they went into
0: this thinking, these are people that know, the. even if they'd had doubts, Mm. they're new to it. This is their first first and second single. Yeah. They're putting their faith in going, like, these people know what they're doing. Mm. Even if they had a thought at the back of their mind that was like, I don't think this is right, it doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. You're going... They know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm going to trust them. Proven um, track record. Yeah.
1: yeah. Absolutely. Nathan Moore of boy band Brother Beyond and at the time manager of Fix. Yes. Describe your face. Your face was amazing. Then. <laughs> Described one true voice as little lambs hoping someone would tell them what to do or show them the way, but it was all done wrong. Simon Cow, however disagreed with louis about it being pete waterman's fault he said when you're given something that is fundamentally flawed you don't put your heart and soul into it because you're working with damaged goods do we think this goes back to the comment from last week about there being
0: one person that wouldn't fit in the fight because we don't know who that was do we no that they were talking about no maybe carry on
1: I mean, I could speculate over who I thought I that was. Just really
0: have this urge to play with your toes. Don't touch I'm my toes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just—they're there.
1: I know. Don't touch and them. And I wanna—I don't like it. I'm not gonna. I
0: just <laughs> wanted to let you know that the urge was there. I'm resisting.
1: Nick Major had said in a VT during the filming of Popstars Arrivals that you think about what happens when you're in the band. Like this was before that they had been picked. He said, you think about what happens when you get into the band and you'll be touring and doing album launches and stuff. They were really like promised the world. They were given a picture and told in no uncertain terms it was going to happen for them. Mm. A bit like V had been. So One True Voice announced their split in mid-August and then on the 29th of August 2003 on the BBC News website, Pop competition losers Fix have won a major record deal rumoured to be worth around half a million pounds.
0: Not that major.
1: The boys who lost out to One True Voice in Pop Stars The Rivals have signed up for a three album deal with independent label Concept Music. Oh. Yes. So Concept Records are the record label that were
0: in the um, Totally Boy Band. Oh. They, they did, There was another TV show as well where they were the record label behind it, where the band completely failed too. And nice. just, there's a woman from on who appears on both t- reality TV shows. Oh no, it's the woman that was behind. Lisa Scott Lee and... Oh, Totally Scott Lee? Yes. So the re- that was the record label in right. Totally Scott Lee and Totally Boy Band. And yeah. the woman on it, Ro- Rosanna Roxanne, is just the fucking greatest woman okay. ever. So that's concept records. Have a track record for picking up these. They're not great. I can't... okay Might be the worst record label of all time, but <laughs> <And> allegedly... <laughs> Allegedly.
1: Uh, And they've signed up with the same management as flop stars turned superstars Liberty X. Band member Peter told Newsround they couldn't wait to get started. We have signed with a label that allows us to write and be us. Their debut single, Hold On Me, will be released on the 27th of October. It's been produced by the brains behind Busted. Plus, they've been writing with Lee from Blue. Now, first of all, it's Lee Ryan from Blue. But... (sighs) People just
0: don't get it, Amy.
1: (laughs) So, Fix. We're on to Fix. One True Voice are now defunct. Let's talk about Fix. R.I.P. Fix were formed in 2003 from the five runners-up of Popstars The Rivals. The original members were... The dogs farted. (laughs) I don't remember that member. Oh, my God. And it lingers so bad. (laughs) This is going to be bad. Should we take a break from recording? (sighs) No. No. Let's power through. The original... <laughs> Are we going to leave all of this in? <laughs> yes. The original members were Andrew Kinlochen, Chris Park, Mikey Green, Peter Smith and Nick Major. Between 2003 and 2005, they had four top 20 singles in the UK. In February 2003, they signed to Hyperactive Management, who have previously been successful with Liberty X. In October 2003, they released their first single, Hold On Me, on the Concept Records label, which charted at number 10 in the UK, selling over 60,000 copies. So the same number that One True Voice had got to and been considered unsuccessful? No, One True Voice had sold 10,000 How many thousand did you just say? 60,000. Okay, carry on. March 2004 saw the release of their second single, Love Revolution. This sold over 50,000 copies and charted at number 13. The videos and dance routines for their first two singles aroused media attention for their content, as they often featured the band topless or naked, often in sexually suggestive and aggressive situations with other men. This is the kind of boy band news I'm after. Yes. Tell me more. So I think they (coughs) definitely went for the gay market here. (laughs) And we'll find out why in a bit. The boy band content the world needs. The third single, released in June 2004, was a cover of Duran Duran's Wild Boys. During the release week, one version of the single was disqualified from the chart for being a few seconds too long. So the single dropped from the... I know, yeah, right, I know, yeah. The single dropped from the midweek chart position of 9 to number 23. However, an appeal was made to the chart regulators and both versions were eventually counted, giving a final position of number 12. I wonder what the two versions were. Like a radio edit and a rude version. I've just pulled up a picture
0: of them. A fix? Without their tops on. Okay. I'm not... Sold. One of them looks like he's dressed for Halloween. Show me. Oh yeah. He appears to have some blood coming out of his mouth. I'm not entirely sure what's going maybe on. They,
1: maybe that's the Wild Boys video. Oh. You carry on. I'm gonna keep going through top this
0: pictures a fix. Okay, fine. I am I swear I'm fully paying attention.
1: The single Wild Boys sold oh, over sixty five thousand copies. Just after the release, Peter Smith announced he was leaving. He makes a real habit of this, eh? (laughs) To to pursue a solo career and to give him more time to write music.
0: I mean, Pete, mate.
1: (laughs) Carry on. So, as a four-piece in autumn 2004, fixed towards South Africa, where they were already popular? That's right. It's a four-piece. Which one would you? I...
0: I'm gonna go with that one. It looks like he'd be the dirtiest.
1: Okay, that is Andrew. Oh, hi Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> He's gay, but hey, we'll we'll get to that. So I was right then. Definitely <laughs> the one that's used to getting it dirty. They released uh, their debut album, Electrophonic Revolution, there in South Africa, and it became the best-selling album for their South African record company, Sheer Music. The band co-wrote some of the songs for the album with Lee Ryan from Blue, Brian McFadden, formerly of Westlife, Fame Academy runner-up Alastair Griffin and boy band Ultra.
0: Oh, so at this point, so the hyperactive management, is that Nathan Moore? No. Okay.
1: Oh. I don't know.
0: Carry on, I will Google Have that a look. as
1: well. All the tracks were produced by John McLaughlin, who had previously worked with Busted. In December 2004, the band recorded a Christmas song, your favourite, written by Matt Baker for the children's show Blue Peter. The song was available as a free download from the Blue Peter website in the weeks leading up to Christmas, but was never released for sale. In January 2005, they released their fourth UK single, Strange Love, written by Judy Suki, which entered the UK singles chart at number 19. In May 2005, Nick Major also left the band. They continued to perform around England and Ireland as a three-piece and spent six months in the recording studio, writing and recording new material. In November 2005, Chris Park announced that the remaining members of Fix would be breaking up for good in 2006 to work on their own solo projects. Band members... Go on. i am about to apologise for the fact that my belly's rumbling. Can't hear it. Band members made appearances on the music panel game Never Mind the Buzzcocks. Mikey Green appeared on the show in 2004, followed by Chris Park a year later. Both appeared as panelists on Phil Jupiter's team. In 2006, fellow band member Nick Major appeared in the Identity Parade lineup, where the panelists were asked to pick out a forgotten star from a group of five. You know, remember how they used to do that? Yeah. So, while the band were together, Mikey and Chris both went on as actual panellists. One year later, Nick the Major's in, the, a, in a lineup:
0: up A lot of boy bands appeared in the lineup. Yeah, like, I, least, I've what, seen E17 yeah.
1: go in as well. Probably John Hendy or uh, Terry have been in there. In 2008, Nick Major also appeared in the audition stage of The X Factor, but he did not progress after his performance of The Rose. On the judging panel was Cheryl who he had competed with in Pop Stars The Rivals. And after he sang, she refused to judge him, walking away from the desk. She later said it didn't feel right and she just couldn't do it. It's on YouTube. Go find it. What a strange position for him to be in, though, because he would have walked in there. She literally at that point had it all. And it was his last shot. Yeah. Can I, can I sidebar? So yeah, of I'm course. Googling to find out if
0: hyperactive management is Nathan Moore. Mm-hmm. And this is a total off track sidebar. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: From the Evening Standard, uh, June 2004. The lead singer of 1980s pop band Brother Beyond has been arrested for curb crawling. It was revealed <laughs> oh, today. Dear. Nathan Moore, now 39, was held in police crackdown on London's notorious King's Cross Red Light District, a police source said. The former boy band idol was quizzed by officers and now, has now been charged with soliciting. Oh, Nathan Moore, you naughty man. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious.
0: So, massive side, but I are not even doing brother Brother Beyond. On.
1: <laughs> like Liberty X, who were formed from the runners-up on the first series of Popstars, Fix had a much longer career than the male winners of Popstars The Rivals, One True Voice, who had split after just two singles. Fixed by Contrast were active until 2006 and released several singles and an LP during their time together. So, the final 20, 10 boys, 10 girls, where are they all now? Oh God, it's only an hour long, Amy. I know, should we pause actually? I'm dying for a wee. Yeah, go on. Let's pause, okay. We'll come back after this to tell you what happens next. <laughs> So here we go. We'll start off with Fix. Where are they now? Andrew is still a singer and songwriter who lives in London, according to his Twitter bio, and he posted a few of his songs on YouTube. He loves a good holiday if his photos are anything to go by. (laughs)
0: Don't we all, don't we all? (laughs)
1: Uh, it, It says in this article from OK Mag as well, another thing is for sure too, his boy band good looks certainly haven't faded since his Fix days. He has an active Instagram, selfies and pics of him in his pants, basically. Um, Hello, Ashley Parker Angel. (laughs) He's got 20.5 thousand followers on Instagram. He came out as gay during his time in the band and in 2011 wrote a song called Dear Me, which is a letter. Oh God, it's like Dear God all over again. (laughs) Dear Me, which is a letter written to his 16 year old self. However, the music output has been quiet in recent years. According to his LinkedIn, following Fix, he was an estate agent for a few years and now works as an analyst for a high-end fashion brand. I won't name which one. He also has an IMDb page, which I suspect was put together by himself. It's all appearances of him as himself on shows like Big Brother's Big Mouth and Today with Des and Mel. Oh, dear. Mm. Nick Major is apparently still mates with Nadine Coyle, which basically means she follows him on Twitter. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was a Chippendale, the lead singer for UK theatre tour Here Comes the Boys, and, of course, auditioned for The X Factor in 2008 but didn't progress. Since being told to give up on his dream by Simon Cowell... Harsh, uh, Simon? It was harsh. Well, honestly, watch the clip. Uh, there hasn't been any new original material... He works as a singer in Yorkshire. You can book his services as a wedding singer across the UK and Europe. Let's do it. There's a, well, wait till I show you a fucking picture. There's a video on his Twitter of him singing Chandelier by Sia, which is one of my faves. And he's good, but he's not Kevin Sim of Liberty X singing the same song on the voice, good. Since leaving Fix, Nick Major has also come out as gay and makes regular appearances at pride events across the country. And then it says, show Zoe his pick. So I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> okay. So just. My, Beth, my breath is baited. Amuse myself while is, I find it. My I... breath is braided. Or shall I,
0: <laughs> I read out the rest of that yeah, Nathan, Moore, Nathan Moore article I just yes. saved? Going, we're saving this for when we do the Brother Beyond <laughs> episode. Sue, please do. Oh, no, I sorry, I, I tripped over onto um, Reborn in the USA, mm. which is a, another reality TV programme we'd forgotten all about. mm mm-hmm. uh, Nathan Moore... <laughs> I have to find the, the report and the conviction. 80s pop idol Nathan Moore has admitted curb calling in a seedy red light area and told magistrates, you were made to feel like you were Hugh Grant... <laughs> the former lead singer with boy band Brother Beyond asked the woman he thought was a prostitute for "A little suck." Oh no." In London's notorious King's Cross area, a court heard. But the woman was an undercover police officer, and he was arrested. Uh, my favourite bit of it was that he was curb crawling on a moped. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that is impressive. That is really impressive. We were just discussing the possibility
0: that we might find these boy band adjacent scandals mm. and do um, Patreon episodes of them. They'd be very short, but just us going, the actual fuck went yeah, wrong.
1: Yeah, I think I'd really enjoy that. <laughs> I definitely think that is something that we should be doing. <laughs> After the demise of Fix, Chris Park kind of stopped pursuing music, but instead turned his attention to TV. It resulted in a brief presenting role on Channel 5's late night show Quiz Call Live, <laughs> and he has done little spots since on Price Drop TV here and there. That said, there's very little trace of Chris Park online, apart from a suspicious tweet on band member Andrew Kinloch's feed a few years ago, which said... Wish I was more like Chris Park. Some boy him. Looks like a certain someone briefly took control of Andrew's Twitter account. He has remained out of the spotlight. Like, hacked it. Or the two of them are out drunk and he just raped yeah, him. I think yeah. probably that. Cut. Mikey Green, the blonde-haired hunk, did actually date Sarah Harding and was known for his chiselled cheekbones and classic good looks. You'll be hard-pressed to find anything musical Mikey Green has put out after his time in the group, but dig a little deeper, and it exists but under the moniker Michael Scott. There were a few tracks on MySpace back in the day, but they have all been removed now. He later changed his name to Mick Steele and joined rock band Pentasonic, which appears to have also fizzled out. Aside from the music, Mikey Green appeared in a few reality shows, including Channel 5's The Farm... And celebrity wrestling. The one,
0: this the same series where Rebecca Luce wanked off a pig. Pig.
1: That was the first series. I think there were two series. There was two series. So there was Mark, another
0: boy band. Boy Mark band Owen band on, was in one of them. There was another boy band on series two. Right. Because when I was doing their episode. Right. So it's someone we've done already. Yeah. I was trying to figure out whether or not it. That he was, had been witness okay. to Rebecca Lou's wanking off a
1: pig <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mark Owen did it as well we'll have to have a look wanked into it wanked off a pig <laughs> <laughs> we're all for starting rumours as you know <laughs> rumours 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 so Mikey also did celebrity wrestling um, as well as the appearance on Nevermind the Buzzcocks someone else did
0: celebrity wrestling recently Oh, I can't remember
1: these are all things we should know. We should watch all these reality shows over again. <laughs> There's because just far too many of them. I know there are. It's ridiculous. Celebs on the farm. Is that it? No. It was just called The Farm. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm going to find it. Okay. After his pop star beginnings with Fix, Peter Smith turned his attention to rock. He was living in Barcelona, writing and recording Barcelona. music. <laughs> That was before he auditioned for the Irish version of The Voice in 2013. But unfortunately, none of the coaches turned their chairs for him. Judges included Kean Egan from Westlife. Heard of him? Yep. He describes himself as a hard-rocking Irish musician and writer. And apparently he also knew Louis Walsh previously because he auditioned for the Irish pop stars. One True Voice next. Anton Gordon now goes by the name Anton Romero, which sounds a lot more pop star, really.
0: Anton Gordon. Romero. There's a lot of difference in it, to be honest. <laughs> How's he doing, though? Tell, well, pray he,
1: tell. he auditioned for The X Factor in 2006, but didn't make it past the producers. Nevertheless, he is still working as a singer-songwriter and is recording and releasing new tracks. Before that... Anton had released a number of tracks on YouTube, including a two-step garage remix of Games. My... I don't think it's your boys' games. No. And that was streamed over 500,000 times. And he's also done a cover of Sam Smith's Stay With Me. Can we go back to Mikey Green? Yeah. Series two of The Farm. Yeah. He came second
0: in series Behind... two of The Farm. Behind Keith Harris and Orville the Duck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Uh, also, I had a mouthful of tea. <laughs> also on that series, porn star Ron Jeremy, uh, oh dancer Lionel Blair and rapper Flavor Flav. Amazing. Flav appeared in a reality TV show with Jordan from New Kids on the Block. Yes, he did. I can't remember. Didn't he also do Big
1: Brother? Did Jordan Knight do Big Brother?
0: No. So Flav was in Big Brother, but he... um i'm gonna look up what the thing the jordan knight was in now (laughs) because it's really bizarre to watch it's where they five or six celebrities go and live in a house together and he did this really bizarre thing where he decided he would stay in some room downstairs and then he blocked the doorway so no one could get into him
1: Um, this this all is very familiar okay you carry on with the the, one true voice next how many how many out of the 20 have we got to go Shush. Jamie Shaw bagged himself a solo deal With independent label Rockin' Nation Music After his time in One True Voice And the brief moment in the spotlight Saw him support Backstreet Boys On an arena tour oh. In May 2006 he was on tour In Germany and Austria With boy band US5 For 18 shows Us5, that's the us Lou five. Perlman Yes it was one of the Lou Perlmans We did Take 5
0: it? and Us5 on our Lou Perlman week okay. Not Lou Perlman week well, not
1: Lupin We Holman, don't yeah.
0: hero worship Lou no,
1: because he's a twat. His solo album, Different, never really took off in the end, though, so he was ultimately dropped. Jamie has since packed in the music and now works on brands and events for a certain popular BBC drama called Doctor Who. Or oh, this was a few years ago. Also, Nadine Cole follows him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, the
0: uh, reality TV show that Jordan was on. Yes, Surreal Life. Right, okay. I'm just trying to find his season to say who else was on it.
1: Do we know what year that was, does it say?
0: 2003. Okay. No, sorry, that was season one. Let's find.
1: Matt Johnson. Uh, season
0: three, 2004. So he was with people I've never heard of. Bridget Nielsen, Flavor Flav, the only two I've heard of. Who were the rest? Uh, Charo? No. Nope. Dave Coulier? No. Nope. Ryan Starr, she was a singer that okay. he tried to hit on.
1: Oh, tried.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's another Patreon thing we can do. Definitely. Look at boy banders in these reality shows oh, they do afterwards. Oh, that's a
1: brilliant idea. That's a really good idea. Yes. Matt Johnson was the only member of One True Voice to actually get a solo deal with a major record label, which was Jive, after the band split, but left the label after being unhappy with the music direction. Not one to give up easily, Matt auditioned for the first series of The X Factor back in in 2004, but only got to the boot camp stage. He then fronted pop rock group State Warning, who used to tour with McFly. He moved on to gigging around pontins and doing weddings and was working on new music himself. Matt also uploaded his cover versions to Spotify and a few of them have had over a million streams, which is quite good. Yeah. He was signed to his own record label, Tristar Records as well. Daniel Pierce tried to make ends meet as a gigging musician, moving to Buckinghamshire and he had a family. I met him at a gig in Buckinghamshire. I was like, I know that guy. You know when you do that? You're yeah. like, oh, I know him. And then spend two weeks trying to place them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. He played a lead role in the musical Jailhouse Rock in London's West End and he sang backing vocals for Craig David. He auditioned in 2009 for X Factor in front of Simon, Danny, Louis, and Cheryl, and he sang a Seal song, which obviously did not get my vote because I hate Seal for personal reasons. So during the audition, Simon was clapping, Cheryl was on her feet cheering for him before he'd even finished. Funny how Cheryl's alright to judge them when they do a good audition, <laughs> but not when they do a bad one. Um, as Greatest Day by Take That played in the background, uh, Cheryl always knew he was amazing and then told her fellow judges what a nice guy he was. He made it through all the way through to Judges' Homes. He got to Simon's Home in LA. He said he thought that Pop Stars The Rivals was going to be his big break, but when he quit the band, he just tried really hard to make it in the industry. He sang Prince's Purple Rain, and then finally at Judges' Houses, George Michael's Praying For Time at Simon's house he sang for Simon and Sunita who obviously best known for being the person who links Dougie Pointer to Brad Pitt um, <laughs> we also know at this point Simon Cowell as Fat Simon, honestly it's so weird going back and having a look at what yeah. Simon Cowell used to look like.
0: We all go through
1: weight fluctuations, so I'm not going <laughs> to comment there's on... no judgement but Fat Simon really liked him and said he knew it was his last shot, Simon loves saying this to these ex-boy banders he was actually really kind to him and um, said that it was a responsibility he took really, really very seriously deciding whether to take him through to the live shows or not because he understood, you know, this is your life. But ultimately, he put Ollie Mers through instead. Oh, where's he now? Ollie Mers was there with more of his own hair <laughs> and he cried all over Derma after he got put through. Tony, our friend who listens to the show, he actually texted me this morning with a screenshot of a tweet that I made some months ago that said I went to unfollow Ollie Murs and realized I wasn't following him but he kept coming up in my timeline Ollie Murs I was like what the fuck why do I keep getting Ollie Murs tweets went to unfollow him wasn't following him so Daniel went on to sing with Dizzy Rascal on the 2009 Christmas and New Year editions of Top of the Pops and uh, later with Jules Holland. And he also sang backing vocals for Dizzy Rascal on his hit Dance With Me. He co-wrote and collaborated with Dizzy on his UK number one single, Dirty Disco. And he appeared with Dizzy on Friday night with Jonathan Ross and playing drums as well as singing. Mm. And then performed with Dizzy Rascal at Reading and Leeds festivals in 2010. In 2011, he co-founded, co-founded the funk, rock and soul band Shuffler alongside three members of British band Jamiroquai, bassist Paul Turner, X-take that, guitarist and songwriter Rob Harris and drummer Derek McKenzie. Pierce was, or Daniel was the lead vocalist of the band who played both original material and covers and they completed a debut self-titled album in 2013. Funny story. I know those guys. Mm. They still exist as a band. They're now called Groove Sonics. They do, when they're not out on tour with Jamiroquai, which they have been doing quite a lot over the last couple of years, they do corporate gigs. And they also did a math they're massive in Georgia. Daniel's not involved with them anymore. Mm. They've got a new singer now called Sean. And they performed live on TV in Georgia for a New Year gig a few years ago. Yeah, it's really strange. They're really fucking good. And they're really, really nice guys. I spoke to Rob a few weeks ago. In May and June 2013, Daniel sang again with Dizzy Rascal as support on Muse's UK dates for their Unsustainable tour. And then again on, on the Pyramid Stage at Glastonbury. In January 2014... British drum and bass duo Sigma, best known for the single Cry featuring Take That, released a bootleg remix of Bound 2 by Kanye West and Charlie Wilson as a free download. After the song received radio support from major radio stations, it was reworked into an original track with Daniel covering Charlie Wilson's vocals. The song reached number one on the UK Singles chart, um, although Daniel was uncredited on the single cover. So it was just Sigma, mm. but he sang the lead vocals on the number one track. He performed the song with Sigma at the Capital Jingle Bell Ball, and then has toured with the drum and bass duo ever since. His Wikipedia page claims that he is one of the UK's most successful hit vocalists, with musical con- numerous contributions to hit chart and club tracks in recent years. This includes three number ones, with one being Brit nominated and another being Grammy nominated. So that's Daniel Pierce.
0: Mm. He's not done bad, has he? He's,
1: he's done all right. Keith Semple initially reformed his pre-One True Voice band, the Keith Semple Band, then fronted the Catchy. band alibi. <laughs> After moving to Chicago, he performed with the band 7th Seventh Heaven, Seventh Heaven between 2006 and 2012. He did have another shot at the whole talent show thing, though, and successfully auditioned for the ninth season of American Idol in 2010, singing Heaven by Brian Adams. Simon Cowell passed, oh, Simon, presumably due to the whole Wondery Voice fiasco, but the other judges liked him and put him through. However, due to immigration status problems, he lost his golden ticket. Um, He was basically, he was there on a working visa and he needed to be a permanent resident. Yeah,
0: and we've had that before as well. Have we? Yeah. Okay. Trying to remember with what boy band mm. that was. I think that was another of the reality boy bands. Yeah. We did that whole swathe of reality boy bands together.
1: Yes. In 2013, Keith launched his own new band, Semple, focusing on original music, kind of like the new Bon Jovi, if you will, or Daughtry. Keith is known to get topless every now and again on stage. Very boy band. Well, if you've got the abs, you might as well show them (laughs) off. In 2015... We're not mad, Keith. We are (laughs) not We're not. not. Have you seen the pictures? (laughs) In 2015, Keith appeared on on season nine of the American series The Voice as part of Team Adam, which was Adam Levine's team. He made it through to the live shows, but was knocked out in the first round. Keith and Mikey were my two favourites from Popstars The Rivals. So Mikey, the, the blonde one from Fix, and then Keith, the Northern Irish one from... Want your voice. So, that's the boys. Girls Aloud. Remember them? I vague, vaguely heard of them. After the success of their first single, Sound of the Underground, Girls Aloud spent five months recording the follow-up single and their debut album. Let's move my foot. Sound of the Underground, the album, was released in May 2003, reaching number two on the UK Albums Chart. Over the next five years, Girls Aloud released four additional studio albums and a Greatest Hits collection. What Will the Neighbours Say in 2004, Chemistry in 2005, The Sound of Girls Aloud the Greatest Hits in 2006, Tangled Up in 2007 and Out of Control in 2008. All of their albums have been certified platinum, while The Sound of Girls Aloud has sold over a million copies. Their albums have produced 20 consecutive UK top 10 singles, including four number ones. Girls Aloud have been nominated for four Brit Awards, winning Best Single in 2009 for The Promise. In 2009, Girls Aloud took a hiatus to explore solo endeavours. They reunited in 2012 for another tour, 10, and then announced their split in March 2013, a few hours after the final show. They were listed in the Guinness World guinness book of world records in 2007 as the most successful reality tv band thinking somebody may have stolen this crown since though cough one d (laughs) (laughs) and were named the best-selling girl group of the 21st century although i wonder if little mix are gaining on them now yeah or fifth harmony or someone like that a brief post girl group round up i'm not going to go into too much because this is not called i'm with the girl band They've all been involved in charity work, with Cheryl and Kimberly working with my boyfriend Gary Barlow. Kimberly Walsh did Strictly, finishing second to Louis Smith. Louis Smith? Louis. She is married to Justin Scott of British boy band Triple Eight. Oh. And they have kids too, I think. She works as a West End actor and is currently starring in Big with Jamie Guinness from The Wanted. Nicola Roberts released a solo album which peaked at number 17. And was actually critically acclaimed. So she's done alright. She also worked with Rihanna on a a TV show about finding the next big stylist. She did some songwriting and released a makeup range aimed at pale-skinned people. She also had a dog called Elvis. Sarah Harding did some acting and she starred in St Trinian's 2. A bit of modelling and she won Celebrity Big Brother in 2017. Nadine Coyle moved to L.A. and released her solo album in 2010 and continues to write and record new music. She was signed to Virgin Records but had to cancel a tour of the UK and Ireland in 2018 as they, quote, could not achieve what they wanted to, end quote. She appeared as a guest judge on America's Next Top Model. Nadine dated actor Jesse Metcalf for years and now has a child with her partner Jason Bell. Cheryl Tweedy became Cheryl Cole and then Cheryl Fernandez Versini and is now simply Cheryl. <laughs> she became a judge on The X Factor and has, a, has had a successful solo music career. In fact, I saw yesterday, I think it was, that she had put out on her social media that it had been 10 years since she released Fight for This Love. Oh, 10 years. That's the one where
0: she did she had those trousers on, didn't you, with all the things hanging off yes. them? There was like like very gaps. military,
1: yeah. Yeah, and she wore yeah, a military hat. Yeah, but like she looked like she belonged on the stage at G A Y is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um She's also a dancer and was a coach on The Greatest Dancer, the reality TV show, and is known as a fashion icon. She had a baby with Liam Payne from One Direction in 2017, although they split up in 2018. Are you
0: saying she's boy band adjacent?
1: She is. Um, Go watch their first meeting on YouTube. I've done, I've done that. A number of other contestants who failed to make it into One True Voice of Girls Aloud have managed to achieve some level of success outside of the show. Four of the five girls who failed to qualify for Girls Aloud created CLIA, which was an acronym of the girls' initials, Chloe, Lindsay, Emma and Amy.
0: Who's done that?
1: They had two albums. And then Chloe left after the first to join girl band Fierce, who failed to make waves in X Factor. Clear disbanded in 2007. Members Amy Kearsley and Emma Beard formed a group named Love Shy and attempted to be the British entry for the 2008 Eurovision Song Contest but were knocked out by another girl group, The Revelations. Of the four of them, Amy and Chloe still working in music. Javine Hilton decided to pursue a career as a solo artist with a debut single called Real Things reaching the top 10 in the UK. She beat Katie Price to represent the United Kingdom at the Eurovision Song Contest 2005, where she performed a song called Touch My Fire. She had a child with MC Harvey, who started seeing Javine while still married to Alicia Dixon. But they split, Javine and MC Harvey split in 2008 amid rumours of his infidelity, which tends to be a bit of an ongoing story with him. Two girls from Romania who did not make it past the auditions, identical twins Monica and Gabriela (laughs) Aramia, were given a record deal to release songs as the Cheeky Girls. They charted one place behind One True Voice in the 2002 Christmas countdown with the Cheeky song in brackets Touch My Bum. And released an album entitled Party Time. They went on to release several more singles, including Take Your Shoes Off and Hooray Hooray, It's a Cheeky Holiday, and one of them dated MP Lember Opik. That was the weirdest thing ever. (laughs) It really was. Stephanie McMichael, a contestant who pretended she was 16 but then revealed she was 13, later went on and appeared as a contestant on Big Brother 9 in 2008. She was first to be evicted and later released a single called Camera Shy and then went on to audition for the ninth series of The X Factor as part of the duo Poisonous Twin. Okay, so notable contestants to come out of the Pop Stars franchise include... All of the ones we've spoken about already, but Mm. also Darius Dinesh, (laughs) Kim Marsh, Mylene Class, and in the US, Nicole Schertzinger, we mentioned last week. So she had auditioned for the first series of pop stars in the US, and it was after that had all, I don't know where she finished in that, but the Pussycat Dolls weren't formed from pop stars, they were formed post-pop stars. So bands created by the franchise have collectively achieved 44 number one singles, including the Ketchup song, if anyone remembers that. <laughs> hoop, pop,
0: the hoop, the hoop, exactly right.
1: So that is the story of One True Voice, Fix, A Little Bit of Girls Aloud and assorted other reality TV stars, let's call them, from pop stars, The Rivals. That was
0: fun. It was fun i love reality tv i also love delving into things that are what we'd probably regard as just boy band adjacent yeah but
1: yeah i do i mean boy bands are always going to be our primary focus but there's nothing to say we can't touch other stuff like boy band scandals <laughs> i really want to do boy band scandals this is this is definitely an episode that's going to be upcoming So let's um, take a short break and come back with scores and shit. Yeah, two bands to score this week. Whoop. Right then, where do we go with the older scoring? So they do the kind of average reality
0: TV boy band scores. Mm. So they both get minor chart position points from the UK... They, yeah. they had stuff that went number 10 stroke, top 10-ish. Yeah. Their albums didn't really chart. Nothing for US chart positions. Their time together, three years for Fix, one year for One True Voice. And, Which is generous. Yes, a small, very small points So then style-wise, One True Voice... Didn't score well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, guys. You went beige. Fucking boy band wears beige, for Christ's sake. <laughs> but uh, on the... Same vein, one uh, fix get
1: superb style points because there is a lot of topless action going on there. And I just showed Zoe that picture of Nick Major in, in a pair of leather pants. <laughs> oh my god. Um, they both bands lost
0: members, so they lose points for losing a member. Um, and we gave a small amount of songwriting points to fix for Daniel's songwriting abilities. No, no,
1: Daniel was one true voice. Sorry.
0: Oh, so that point should be over to One True Voice?
1: Well, I don't think he needs it. I don't but the boys in Fix wrote their stuff, so let's just do that again. Songwriting?
0: (laughs) Songwriting they There was a few little points. There's a handful of 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 acknowledgement towards the fact that Fix contributed to writing their own material. Mm. So where this puts them in the ultimate boy band chart is do you want me to do a rundown? Sure. So, we're going to go from number 30. Okay. At number 30 is 3SL. Mm-hmm. At number 29, One True Voice. Oh. At number 28, VIP, Eurovision boy band from Hungary. Yep. At number 27, Laminate. At number 26, <laughs> Upside Down. At number 25, Us 5. 24, Edin you Swedish Eurovision boy band, yeah, and at number twenty three, Fix. Ah, twenty two, Il Volo, twenty one, The Herries, and taking us into the top twenty, the McDonald brothers, Garner at number eighteen, V, at number seventeen, the Neutrons, at number sixteen, Journey South, fifteen is Big Fun, fourteen is LFO, thirteen is EYC, yeah, twelve is BB Mac. We have to listen to the BB Mac album before we go. Yes. At number 11, Damage. Into our top 10. At number 10, Australian boy band, Human Nature. At number 9, the boy band that brought R&B back to the UK at another level. At number 8, PJ and Duncan. At number 7, Crisscross. At number 6, Bross. 5 is... 5! Number 4 is the Jonas Brothers. Number three is Busted. Number two, the Bay City Rollers, and holding out for yet another week at number one is our boy band of the moment, McFly. McFly. Who we love. So that's it. Great, I, thanks so I much. Enjoy the reality that. TV boy bands. I'm. I want to go home now and just sit and watch a ton of reality TV. Yeah, me too. I'm going to watch this in real life. I'm telling you that. Yeah, for I want to see that, and I also <laughs>
1: want to watch totally boy band and totally man bands and all so of that. So
0: totally boy band, you can't get.
1: Oh, um, for
0: fuck's sake. So that's the one I've got on DVD that the girl from the NKOTB UK Facebook group sent me on right, DVD. nice. So I've got that that we'll have to sit and watch okay. together one day. Excellent. Um, but yeah, thank you very much once again for listening. We'll be back. Okay, actually now's the time to introduce this. So we are we're both going through a, a few bits and pieces. That means that we're probably going to be cutting the podcast down to fortnightly. Amy is abandoning me. I mean you're abandoning me <laughs> amy's moving away which means it's going to be so much harder for us to get together every week and record so i think we're going to go to fortnightly we're going to aim for fortnightly and see how we go and keep going if there's any major boy band news that comes up that we absolutely have to talk about immediately We'll hop on a phone call with each other and put out a mini. Yeah. But for the regular boy band episodes, because it's it, Amy's going to be like a three, four hour drive away from me. I mean, me. it's not that far, but yes. I mean, it it is, is in my car. It is. <laughs> it is a fair. It's, it's a it's way away. So. Yes, yeah, so we're not going to be able to see each other every week. So this is going to drop down to possibly fortnightly. It might even be a. We've also both got big shit going on at work at the minute as well. Yeah. So it might. Be that it becomes even less than that but we're going to keep going because yeah, it's we so just, much fun. We it's, love
1: doing it and we just want to make sure we're still giving you good content and the thing is Yeah, is and that, not
0: rushed out content that exactly. we're kind of like
1: I have to do this before I get in the car and drive up. Yeah. So. And with the exception of a short period in the summer where we were both away doing boy band stuff we've consistently done this every single week since January. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're
0: both a bit tired. We don't
1: want to burn out. We want to We want to continue to really love doing this and um, we're so grateful for everyone who listens. And we're at fifteen and a half thousand listeners now, and it's just awesome. So yeah,
0: but we we are still going to be here. Obviously, the upside of this being that because we're now going to be every other week it now means the podcast is going to be around for four or five years <laughs> before we run out of boy bands.
1: Exactly. And
0: new boy bands keep
1: coming in and as well. if we keep introducing boy band adjacent stuff and scandals <laughs> and that sort of yeah. thing, we can pad it out a bit longer. But it's fine. We do
0: really, really appreciate you all. We yeah, have we so much fun. If you fancy chatting with us, come and get involved. We have a facebook page we have two faith we have an official facebook page which is the podcast page then we have a facebook discussion group for both you're searching for i'm with the boy band on facebook you'll see our little logo come and join us it's fun it's
1: niche it's we we have a giggle yeah and um, we're on twitter at the boy band pod you'll also find us on instagram at i'm with the boy band or send us an email at the boy band pod at gmail.com
0: If you want to support what we're doing, help pay for our research bits and pieces and for things like us, going to see BB (laughs) Mac live. We have a Patreon campaign. You'll find that at www.patreon.com forward slash boyband. We have sponsor packages from as little as $2 a month and every little bit really does help. We've still got a massive pile of books to buy.
1: Yeah, and other stuff. So thanks this week go to Annie Sugar on YouTube who I thanked last week as well and then BBC News, Digital Spy, OK Magazine and I l- used Wikipedia a little bit but not much this week, it wasn't that great and um, thank you to boy bands everywhere. Yeah. Come back next week to find out who uh, is going to be added to our, or not next week, in two weeks, to find out who's going to be added to our boy band ultimate chart that's not right I've got the Spotify list right
0: fucked up the the chart join us next week to find out who sits on top of the ultimate boy band chart but remember it's not the boy band that falls at the top of our chart that's the
1: ultimate boy band it's the one that was there for you when you needed them most and got you from there to here boy band you later bye